bids are in. The gavels dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at Wine Bid, we are finally hammered. That's right. This is Wine Bids podcast dedicated to all things wine value, wine retail, wine auctions, and just wine. My name is Jeff Gern on the Wine Bid marketing team. With me, as always, is Paul Walker, our wine expert. You can tell he's a wine expert because he has that poster in the background. It's actually yes. one that they only give out that's, to wine experts. That's the only reason. That's how you know. That's, that's the only how you reason know. you'd, that's you'd right. ever want to say that. That's not right. An, well, not an expert. Well, Jeff's our resident wine investment expert. I always like <laughs> If you're looking to invest in your stomach and having an amazing time with wine, then I'm your man. We are going to be talking today. We're going to be talking about uh, the wine auction recently happened. We're having our wine auction. It's our wine auction recap episode for this week. Let's dive right into it. And let's talk about some of the stuff that got a lot of action. Right at the top is a 1977. You may not be familiar with this <laughs> this particular producer, this uh, negotiant, Louis Jadot, uh, Chambois Musée. Oh, you're firing. You're firing right out the gate. You're just calling them a negotiant. You're not, you're not even saying... Pre- producer you're just going straight well, to I said producer and then i said negotiant i mean okay you you think i mean they, you know they 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 do own a bunch of vineyard property and they sell you know, know. wines made from those vineyards so i understand they're not just that. Brokers. i understand that i understand they're brokers to go i said producer negotiant you said negotiant. you just said, I said producer no, I said there's always a level of pretense whenever people mention Louis Jadot. It's really funny. And it's a it's it can be an indicator of their, you know, the scope of their knowledge if they if they like to sort of they make some great wines. Speak, the, great speak wines. the name in certain tones. Anyway, even, even continue. Their, even the negociant stuff, you know. Even uh, the negotiants. <laughs> even their village level wine. I don't know. Even their they're they're more affordable. No, they did, bottles yeah, they are still they, pretty good. They make a lot of cheap Jose, which is not great. But a lot of the Premier Crew and Grand Crew vineyards are incredible. They're There's really, some really good. Stuff. Well, we had a 77 Lichido Chambois Musini that started at $30 and got 10 bids. 10 yeah, bids to sell 30 for, bucks. for $130. I, mean, I didn't see this. I would have bid on it too, 30 bucks. <laughs> wow. I think I might have bid on it. I don't know. But I mean, I, it's really not surprising. No, <laughs> not at all. $30. I, I mean, wonder. Yeah, I mean, it's in good shape. The eulage is a little low, it's four centimeters, but it passed inspection. The color looks great. The label looks fantastic. Well, it's 46 years old. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. yeah, the color looks fantastic. But 30 bucks, that's just kind of, you know, that's just like a slanderous reserve. <laughs> I'm like, who? Who like who set that reserve? Was that you, Paul? <laughs> who are the experts setting the reserves of wine? The experts here? setting reserves of wine. I, I thought that was really interesting. But talk about low reserves because I feel like there were a number of low reserves. Uh, yeah, you're right. Action. The you're Peter right. Lauer Reserve ninety two Natur fourteen. Did we mention this one? I, it was on my list of recommended. We didn't. We never get past like France hardly ever these days because there's so much wine coming in. I think we should switch it up. And start with other countries like besides France. Anyway, we can talk about that later. But we'll talk about that later. The Lauer, yeah, this was on my list because the Lauer wines, and actually there's one in this week too, I think I, I listed. And don't forget also our podcast picks are available in an email that goes out. So you will see wines we don't get a chance to mention on the podcast, but yeah, something else right. we can talk about later. However, the Lauer wines. We do. We've talked about them before. I'm we have. pretty sure this is on my list. And we've, you know, we've had 
any number of different examples of the sparkling wines. And actually, there were so there were three different there were three different lots that hammered last night. But then I guess it's been a while. It's been a few years and they never went for this much. They never went for 125 bucks a piece or 135 in one case, actually. So I'm a little surprised. This this is definitely a new, I think a new high for you know, for this selection of wines. Of course, there are many, and I'm not I'm not familiar with these. I'm not an expert, once again. So I'm a you know, I can follow how Agreed the wine to, auction I can follow how the auction performs, but I'm no expert. So agree to disagree. I've spoken <laughs> with other listeners of this podcast. Yeah, they also don't know anything. They agree you're an expert. <laughs> We've got this uh 72 Xavier uh Vignon Chateau Neuf du Pap. This one started at 49 bits. We definitely mentioned this. We definitely mentioned this because I think I said this is my brother's birth year. And I'm like, you know. Yes, you did. Challenging, challenging vintage in in most of the world. And I think maybe somebody knows about this wine because, yeah, 40 bucks. And it already had a couple bids, right? It was like up to 50 or something when we were talking about it last on last Monday. And now, yeah, that's really wild. This bottle also is an amazing condition. It looks like a re-release from the from the winery. We were talking about how like the condition definitely did not belie a bottle that was what like like fifty one years old. No, <laughs> I know the fill, the <laughs> capsule, like everything is like really, really good shape. And it was so, like you said, it looked like this was just printed and slapped on that bottle. It looked as possible, absolutely beautiful. That's possible. It was that's it's possible. It was something that, you know, had just been recently been labeled or, or, you know, within 10 or 20 years to, you never know. So, I mean, that's a lot for a 72 Rhone wine period, especially from Chateau. I, I, I'm surprised that's, that's quite a bit. Let's switch uh, gears here and talk for a second about a new entry into the, the triple digit rosé club. This uh, 2011 <laughs> Anticatera rosé erratica Pinot, Pinot Noir started at $45. We had a conversation about this on we the did. podcast. We did. I predicted it would exceed $100. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you said you would drink an entire bottle or was it a Magnum? What would I you know? It wasn't a Magnum. I said I would drink an entire bottle. A of three Zinfandel. liter of Zinfandel, <laughs> of three white liter. Zinfandel, in one sitting. If this went above a hundred hundred dollars, that's and true. I did. I, I did say that. I will be holding you to that. Now, I believe the subtext of that was that you would let me pick what <laughs> no. Zinfandel you drink. That was the subtext. That was definitely not subtext. I I would pick the Zinfandel. You you certainly misread. Uh Uh, Uh, And and I'm going with white Zinfandel. I'll drink Turley white Zinfandel. No problem. No, no, no. Uh, I'm going with white Zinfandel from um, maybe Antigua Terra makes a white Zinfandel. (laughs) Well, I don't know if they do, but I know Franzia does. And that's the one you're going to be drinking. You're drinking a box of it. Oh, Um, boy. uh, Yeah. In one sitting. Um, that will be the end start, of the podcast. 40, 40, <laughs> well, we'll wait till the end. 45, started 45, went to 110 after seven bids. Yeah. Wow. I mean, are we seeing a new benchmark for Anticatera uh, Rosé? I mean, this wine just seems to keep, you know, getting more and more popular every time it gets, it comes in the auction. And I think, like you said, the Rosé, I want to say we mentioned a bottle of Rosé a few weeks ago that was also i don't know if it was 
that old. I don't think it was from 2011, but it was maybe 2014 or 15 or something. And anyway, the wine is very, very, it's got obviously a very close following. And this was a surprise to me. I, I, I really did not expect that to happen. So yeah, serious um, stuff. I was actually just going to look up prior sales of the, you know, rosé from Antica Terra because that's definitely a record. It's never gone for over a hundred bucks before. I mean, and it's rare. Crazy. I think, you know, we see, we're more likely to see the, you know, sh- like various examples of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir than rosé. Yeah, there was, yeah. okay. So there was a magnum of Angelical rosé 14 that went for 260 and then, yeah, there was another bottle, Rosé Erotica 11 was last night, and then 17 Angelical Rosé a week ago for 110. So interesting, same same hammer for both bottles, different vintages, but wow. Okay, I didn't know it, it actually exceeded 100 bucks back in February, I had no idea. Again, wow. you still, you made a bet, and you're going to- I did, I think it's up. actually- electronically record it because i think it's on yes. a team's message so i'm in big trouble yeah yes yes <laughs> yes you are yes you are okay uh all right moving right along we had this uh 92 paul pernot uh puny marche yes uh yes Flotier. this one started 65 seven bits took it to 93 not now this didn't surprise me that much i actually thought it was pretty inexpensive when i saw that reserve i said you know 65 bucks like for full from a very well-respected white producer it didn't seem crazy to me i actually surprised it didn't exceed 100 bucks you know not the world's greatest vintage but still i don't think that's a crazy i think that's a decent deal frankly i don't think that's a crazy price i mean when you look at laflev and all these other examples of full out here they're all you know hundreds of dollars so yeah yeah we had this uh another uh peter lauer seven bits from 40 to 126 oh right it's the same bottle yeah same three bottle. bottles in last night three bottles in uh, uh 2015 pierre guillemont uh Savigny Serpentier. Serpentier, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> we had two of them. Start at 45 and some bids took them to $61. Not too bad. Not too you bad. Know, great red vintage. I think in the area of Savigny Le Bon, I think Pierre Guimau is is considered serious stuff. So I don't again, not something I think is too crazy. And, you know, we'll probably keep going up over time. Domain selection or so. Before we get to that, can we talk about the, I don't know if I'm even reading this right, this 2013 Bell Hill Chardonnay screw cap, which. Oh, I skipped right over that. Started at 45. Yeah. Sold at 220 a bottle. And there were six of them that sold at 220 a bottle after six bids. Yeah. I. Did not see this at all last week. I feel like it was, well, I just didn't notice it. <laughs> so what is this stuff? Did you look it up? I have no idea. I don't know anything about it. Uh, shows shows how much of an expert I am. 
I know not. I mean, it was harvested in between April 11th and 18th of 2013. It was bottled in December, December 15th of 2014. The bricks is 21.1 to 22.3. Are you just, just reading know, the fr- are you just no. reading the front label? No, I know. I just memorized all this stuff about wine. <laughs> I just memorized. Oh, is that on the label? Oh, oh, wow. Okay. No, where's it? Tell me where it's from before you look it up because that doesn't say that on the label. Sorry, tell you where what's from? <laughs> Bell Hill Chardonnay. It's from New Zealand. Quickly Googling it. <laughs> it's from New Zealand, South Island, Canterbury. Yeah, I've um, never seen this side. It's got, I mean, it's weird, right? Because it's got all these scores, which to me is kind of strange that a wine this rare would be this widely scored. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it I yeah. feel like the spectator gave it, you know, a, a kind of a low score. Suckling gave it a high score. I mean, there, how many hundreds of Chardonnays in the world are there that exist that have a big score range like this? That you you know what I mean? Like it has to be a wine that's relatively well distributed to to have that many ratings. Does that make sense? I mean, it's, yeah. Well, it seems a I little mean, bit it, weird, especially when you consider like they produce like fourteen hundred bottles, and apparently like seven hundred I mean. of those bottles went to critics. Like, I wonder it's so rare. (laughs) Exactly. They're all going out to critics, apparently. Yeah, and if you look at quantities in Seller Tracker, they're pretty limited, too, right? So, like, people have definitely heard about it, and there's ratings, but that's... And also, external hammers, I should add, well, from a couple years ago, were somewhere around 75, 80 bucks. So, I mean, if you... uh, Serious stuff. If you subtract all the consumed bottles on Seller Tracker and everything they sent to critics, it's got to be below a thousand left. <laughs> exactly. That's a new cult favorite I've never heard of. That's I, cool. I Very mean, it's cool. definitely to be on my radar here. Yeah, um, yeah. I, want, I definitely want to try it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't get to bid on a bottle. $45 seem reasonable. 220. Wow. 220. Yeah. That's but if you look bonkers. at like at retail, I mean, granted, everything says like, you know, nothing's in stock, but it looks like their Pinots are around 100, 110, 120. So I don't know. And Wine Searcher average on this bottle is 161. Well, I guess it's from April 2021. And it's got five stars on Wine Searcher from one user. <laughs> at least one person really liked it and then we've got this and by the way someone had a, a case of six which uh, that, must have been, that must have been difficult to get with you know so few and you know in circulation well i mean we sold six we sold six of them okay. so it wasn't like there was just one right right somebody, right oh there was six got, a lot yeah had a okay. whole case of okay. these right yeah um, interesting 07 domain and selection uh Merceau. this one started at 146 bids took it to 400 yeah you know you know this is baby kosheri right <laughs> yeah the, we that's the thing we, with this wine well i believe we talked about it i don't I think we mentioned this no i, I don't. thought we did but maybe mm-hmm. maybe we maybe we didn't i thought you mentioned it actually because i remember us having a whole conversation about baby kosheri and maybe it wasn't on the podcast but i believe you and i had some conversation about baby kosheri i mean four hundred dollars for baby kosheri not a terrible deal i suppose if you really want to know what coastery tastes like, but yeah, that's true. I, the big bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, I don't know. I mean, again, it should find somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, but the fruit is 
potentially from Coastree's Vineyard, but I don't know this for sure. I know that it, it states well, on the label that, you know, it was made and bottled at, at you know, JF Coastree's property. But uh, Jean-Francois, who's now retired, I think the kids are making the wine now, but this is obviously from 07. So I'm curious as where the fruit comes from. It potentially is from so state vineyards, but I don't know for sure. If you look online, there are some writing about this that says this is a negotiant label bottling of Costa's Merceau. And that, so it's that's fruit that, I, that's that presumably Jean-Francois purchased and then sold, made a domain selection, could sell it. Right. But we don't know where domain the source, we don't really know where the source is. Well, I mean, ostensibly what I think I'm reading is that domain selection bought it from Coastery and bottled it as domain selection and sold it. I see. So, okay. That's what I think this indicates, but this is also just some writing on the internet. So domain is, selection know, is you really want to you really just, should believe everything you read on the internet is what I say. <laughs> as a marketer, as a marketer, you should read you should believe everything you read on the internet. It's so safe, safe to believe. But yes, negotiant label bottling of Cocheries Merceau. That would indicate to me that it was bought by domain selection. From, from yeah, from his estate property. Okay, right. interesting. And it's right. probably a blend of different vineyards too. It's probably selections of Premier Cru and Village vineyards, I would imagine. Maybe fruit that he didn't want for his, you know, for his labels or something like that. Or it's, you know... Some of his grown crew that he just wanted to sell for giggles. Uh, first of happened. all, maybe he lost the maybe first, maybe uh, 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 maybe he said all, a Jeff, bottle of rosé wouldn't go. There's no and grown crew Merceau vineyards. Don't forget. Don't oh, forget. that's right. That's don't right. Forget. Never mind. That's your Never first mind. mistake. Maybe it's all premier crew, and he lost the bet and uh, had to sell it to Domain Selection. <laughs> well, it is old vine, so you know it's not going to be you know super newly planted fourth vintage or third vintage or something fruit so anyway nevertheless it's interesting <laughs> we um, yeah, we're um, really crawling through the auction man you're making this take forever 1997 Hess That's collection true. Hess collection Cabernet hey I recommend this I said great deal $20 bottle of Cabernet from Hess collection it's not the second or third label it's like the first label or even at 65 I feel like that. that's still a pretty good deal right yeah. for for yeah. the age on it yeah um, no Hess collection from the 90s is great i i love it i think the 92 got really really big scores but all those kind of early mid 90s wines are they're excellent that's not a surprise let's head over to the heavy hitters shall we sure um, yeah yeah yeah. 03 latour 12 bottle lot wood case so for 8700 and 09 six bottle lot owc of uh, lafitte hammered uh, after two biz hammered at uh 5175 Dollars and then 09 Cheval Blanc, uh, six bottle lot with OWC sold for 51.60. So basically, we've got these OWCs of first growth Bordeaux, uh, that are leading the pack last week, and then you know, a little bit behind, uh, 80 Jaillet Echazo hammered at uh, 39.75, followed by an 80. Jaillet Echazo, which hammered 39.75. So basically. Two bottles of uh, Jaillet, and then an '89 Petrus uh, hammered for thirty-eight hundred, and I believe we still have a couple of those. Do we still? Yeah, we still have a couple of those in auction. Yeah, and I think this bottle in particular was the one we mentioned 
that yes. was new last week. It was only up for for one week, so that that got grabbed quickly. From 2016, Harlan three ball lot OWC sold for three thousand after two bids, sold for three thousand eighty five, and then a six liter of seventy six Mouton, nice party bottle here, uh, sold for oh yeah, that's right. Did you see your uh, your eighty one Lemission still still available, Joe? So you can it's still, still available. Still bid on that I'm, six liter of eighty one Lemission. I'm gonna wait until it comes down a bit before I see. before okay. I swoop in. You sound, you sound like um, a common buyer. <laughs> a common a common buyer, uh, exactly. It, I am. I am. Wait for it to um, drop. I'm your every every everyday man. How long until it gets down to like? Under 500. Never. A couple of years. <laughs> Never going to die. 2010, Screaming Evil. Yeah, can't, Blanc. can't go a week without mentioning this one. Can't go a week without mentioning this Now it seems to be like the 2010 Blanc. specifically, too. Like that that vintage keeps coming back. I mean, that must be a particularly good, you know, vintage of Sauvignon Blanc from Screaming Eagle. I sure hear 2010 was fantastic for Sauvignon Blanc in Napa. That's I'm what sure I heard. I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm sure it Growing conditions and the when it rained and the soil, I don't know. But 2010 was the year. And then uh, 03 Latour, three liter for $3,000. That's right, folks. It's $1,000 per liter for that 03 Latour. And then a 05 uh, Sauvignon, Catard, Romani Saint-Fauvent. Uh, two yeah. bids took it from uh, twenty seven hundred to twenty eight. Yes, yeah, this, this is a rare, rare bottle. I believe it's the only Grand Cru that Sylvain Catard makes, um, and it's you know very, very serious wine. Not often seen in auction. It's kind of like, kind of like Dujac Romain Sauvignon. It's not one of those bottles you'll see you know very, very regularly. And so I think. Two bids on that too to twenty hundred. I mean, that's serious price. There was a nice collection of cashier at some of which I think is left over. There was a mag of ninety nine Malconsor, which is pretty amazing. But the Romani Saint is that's a rare bird. By the way, did you notice? Well, I believe I mentioned this ninety nine uh, three liter of Cristal. I think I mentioned it like two or three weeks ago. I want to say, but uh, nice party bottle. This one sold for two thousand. But the one that I thought was super interesting was this 1969 Heights Martha's Vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon that had two bids taken from 1000 to $1,920. Interesting. Yeah, I mentioned this wine actually last week, for you sure. Because, yeah, that was one, it was one of my picks. Because it's, you know, well, we've seen some, we talked about other... We've seen some 69 Cabernets. <laughs> that fetch a pretty penny. Yeah, Not so I think penny. Heights Martha's looks like a deal in comparison to Chapelet. So, and it's, I'm sure it's, it's excellent. I'm sure it's fantastic. It was a great well, I mean, vintage. Great vintage. You, so. you look at it, it last sold in August for 1020 So you're talking a $900 premium on its last sale. You know, who knows? Maybe, maybe people are seeing the performance of the Chapelet and saying now's the time to buy 69 <laughs> yeah. ca- Napa cabs. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not an investment expert, so it's hard for me to say. <laughs> I thought you were. Um, I thought that was your title. That's what you said. You said that. (laughs) I said nothing of the sort. I'll stop there. Was there anything else you wanted to mention, Paul? No, I think, you know, there was some interesting stuff. Like I said, there was some other Catyard wine that was pretty incredible. One Malconsor, a couple of those, I think, sold for... 7.55 somewhere in there and then 
there were a lot of like large format, I feel like sold like uh, a lot of large format, a lot of OW like cases, 94 flat, flag gate, 12 bottle, uh, six bottle, Synchronon, uh, three bottle, Promontory, uh, mag of o- 05 O'Brien, uh, two bottle, two mags of 100 acre, mag of 010 Mouton, mag of 05 Harlan, six liter of 79 Mondavi. Just like a lot of large formats. Serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very serious stuff. Good wines all around. And yeah, there was what else? Oh, yeah. Some of that Bono. I think I mentioned there was Bono Celestan 05, uh, which did get bit up a couple times. They started at 505, got bit up close to 600. That's kind of interesting to see that kind of continue to get pushed up. What else? Nothing too wild. Oh, no, there was an, we mentioned, I think last week, maybe the week before, there were some bonds from 01 that, that sold yeah. right away. I noticed there was also 99 bond Vachina in last week that started at 275 and got bit up to 325. So even so older vintages of, of bond have been, been getting more and more traction these days. They're, they're, there was a time where they were going for less than cost on the mailing list, and now they're getting pushed up quite a bit. So that's that's interesting to see. But yeah, that's that's that was pretty much rounds it out. I'm sure we're missing some some other interesting things, but there's always all kinds of special stuff in every week. So too too much to fit into one podcast. Yes. And with that, folks, Paul Walker and Jeff McGurn signing off, wishing you happy bidding and cheers. Cheers. cheers.